0: Five, four, three,
1: two, one, zero, ignition, off. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning for WorkinSports.com, and this is the WorkinSports Podcast. Community relations is food for the soul of an organization. Still one of my all-time favorite sports business quotes, It's from an anonymous CEO. I'd give credit to them if I could, but I have no idea who they are. It's not from me. Don't give me credit, but I love that quote. It's a true statement. When most departments of an organization are focused on internally beneficial revenue creation, it is the community relations department that is focused on more outwardly impactful projects. They are literally giving with no intention to receive anything but joy and fulfillment. But even though the quote hits the mark on the spirit of community relations, its purpose and its mission, it doesn't take into account the actual scope of the job. What we see from the outside are hundreds of events each year utilizing the reach and power of a team brand and its athletes to make a difference in the local community, support for education, the military, cancer survivors, blood drives, coaching. That's what we see and are moved by as human beings. But when we talk about the job, what it really means to work in community relations as a career, yes, it starts with caring about the people and the causes, but it also requires elite skills. Event management, marketing, promotions, budgeting, staffing, leadership skills, and more, are required to impact and change the local community for the better. It starts with heart, but it requires skill. Today's guest is a shining example of that mix, a combination of elite skill and unrivaled passion and enthusiasm for making a positive change in the world. Kevin Brown is the director of community relations for the Detroit Red Wings and the director of the Detroit Red Wings Foundation. It is my pleasure to have him as our guest. Here we go. Let's dive into the world of community relations with Kevin Brown. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing today?
0: I'm great, Brian. Thanks for having me
1: on. I really appreciate you coming on. This is exciting. Since you have such a great background in in community relations in the sports industry, there's a lot of great topics we can talk about and really dig into. Uh, so let's start with something, an easy one. Uh, in your view, why is community relations such an important part of the sports industry?
0: Well, Brian, you know, early on, community relations really was um, a, a, a part of an organization to uh, to give back and to uh, really kind of just be a uh, uh, an area where I hate to say it like this, but to almost check a box, right? That that you are connected in some sort of fashion with with the community, and you know, we can move on from that. Uh, what we've seen though in the last few years is that community relations has moved from being more than just the heartbeat of the organization, and it's now really a vital part of the business, and so. For sports teams in the industry, community relations has become uh, really interwoven within the, the strategy of how the organization is connecting not only to the community, but to its fans and to its sponsors, and really helping to make that connection point uh, come together in a, in a really nice story for, for the franchise.
1: Yeah, I read somewhere, I saw a CEO quote saying essentially I'm, I might get it wrong a little bit, but essentially that community relations represents the soul of an organization and that always just struck me, that's always stuck out in my mind as like yeah, it's like the heartbeat in a lot of ways, but it's also really become intertwined in the in the business itself as well, which is what it sounds like you're saying.
0: It has it's it, it is interesting as as I've been in the, the this line of work for a while now. Uh, to see where it has come uh, and to see that individuals like myself in in the role I'm in uh, truly have a seed at the decision table uh, when we're thinking about uh, what the organization's going to be uh, and where we're going to go in the future. And uh, again, it's gone from that, um, that nice check it off the list, we've done it, to really being a a key component of of the business uh, as as owners and as as executive leadership are thinking about how to take their sport franchise to the next level and connect with future generations of fans and, and consumers.
1: Yeah, it's a big part of the brand as a whole, which is really cool to see happen. Let's talk about you a little bit. Early in your career, you worked with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before joining the Detroit Red Wings. And like most sports, sports focused people, you filled various roles. You know, you worked as a game day supervisor, training camp assistant, team services assistant, lots of different roles that kind of figured out your path a little bit. How did you eventually figure out that can, community relations was your path, was where you were meant to be?
0: I'll be frank with you. I, I really didn't know a lot about sports uh, growing up. I played t-ball and soccer as a, as a young child. Uh, but never really associated myself with with sport. Uh, and when I was in high school, uh, I was looking for opportunities to enhance my college uh, resume and and you know be able to get into a great school. And there was an opportunity at the Tampa Bay buccaneers to to join a, a teen leadership program uh, at the time, it was called Student Advisory Board. And uh, really, what I saw in it was a, a way to, uh, do what I liked, which was volunteer my time and to get out in the community and to make a change and, and make an impact uh, and, and do it with with kind of an interesting brand. Uh, yeah. And so I I really jumped into sport uh, in a way that isn't your traditional way of jumping into it. Uh, I, I, I fell in love with it as I went along, I guess you could say. That's cool. Uh, and so, um, you know, for me... I saw community relations really as my path uh, when I started to understand the power of sport and and what it can do when its brand is associated with uh, creating a positive impact or change in the community. Uh, you know, we see that sport truly connects people and com- communities. And so uh, community relations is at the center of, of making that connection really mean something. And uh, that's when I fell in love with it and and knew that this is what I wanted to do, uh, and and tried every sort of way that I could to eventually uh, break into it. And, and as you said, held a variety of different roles, but uh, in each of those roles, I, I knew that I had a an end goal, uh, and that end goal was to uh, to eventually land in a community relations track.
1: Okay, so you earned your degree in marketing. Now that you find yourself in community relations, are there valuable links between those two things, the study of marketing and community relations and the way that it actually gets implemented and run?
0: Absolutely. It, you know, when we, when we think about connecting what we learn in college with, with what we're doing in real life, uh, community relations professionals are storytellers at heart. And for me, having a degree in marketing has helped me hone that skill of, of being a storyteller uh, because we're, we're not just doing great things for the community, but we need to also uh, make sure that, that we're, we're connecting the dots so that the community knows that, uh, that the, the great work of the, the franchise is, is uh, really happening. Uh, and and you should be proud to be a fan of that, of that franchise, not just for what they do on the ice, uh, but also what they're doing to make a positive impact in their community. So uh, for me, marketing has been a, a degree and a, a collegiate path that has really helped uh, in my day to day as I think about being a storyteller for the franchise with regard to our connection to the community.
1: I love that we're starting to unpack the role a little bit because I think most people understand what community relations is. We've all seen events that get put on. We've all seen the you know efforts being put forward by an organization to represent certain causes or whatever it may be. But for you. I mean, there's a lot to the job. I don't think people always fully appreciate the depth of the role and how much work it takes to put on events or it takes to market or promote what you're doing or to be able to manage the budget, et cetera. There's so many layers to it. How would you describe, other than being a storyteller, because you've already kind of hit on that, how would you describe the main skill sets necessary to thrive in community relations roles?
0: I think first and foremost, flexibility will take you far. Uh, in, in any role, uh, whether you're in sports or whether you're an accountant or whether you're, you know, working, uh, you know, a, a nine to five at a, a, a local grocery store. Uh, the ability to be flexible uh, in your work is, is really something that I, I see has helped uh, not only myself, but my team uh, thrive in in the work that we do. Uh, we are in many ways an a a group within the organization that is constantly shifting uh, and trying to understand uh, where we, where we fit best in order to, uh, to engage and, and elevate the business. And so one of the other areas that I would, uh, would offer as advice in this is, is really know the work inside and out Uh, and, and not just your work, Uh, but know the work of of other individuals in the industry and in sports industry in particular uh, who are doing the same thing you're doing Uh, because oftentimes inspiration comes from understanding what others are doing. Uh, You know, we get stuck in a bubble sometimes and uh, we we think about what we've got and what we have to accomplish. uh, And, I challenge my team and I challenge others within our organization to think about what other folks are doing uh, and, and how do we uh, replicate in, in some cases, uh, you know, community relations isn't competitive, right? At the <laughs> end of the day, we're all here to, to make a positive impact on the community within which our, our franchise is located. Um, but there are great ideas that come out of other sports and minor league sports. And, and, uh, and so that ability to kind of know your work inside and out, I think really helps you, uh, in your day to day, as well as uh, giving you the ability to think about where you go next and, and what your next opportunity might be. Um, yeah. And, and, I'll, I'll hit on two a few other things here that I think are important it. as you're as you're thinking about your skill sets in in community relations. Uh, I hit a little bit, but one of the things that's been important, and as we've discussed earlier on in in the the podcast here, was about community relations and its connection to the business. So, starting to understand that community relations is not just about um, you know. Uh, the simplistic elements that folks used to kind of put it in a box with uh, and and more understanding how does community relations elevate the, the brand, right? How does it elevate the sport and, and how does it create uh, an opportunity for the Red Wings, for example, that, uh, that maybe we weren't thinking about uh, before, but that, that community connection uh, could possibly Allow the franchise to to connect in a different way, to uh, to bring about a, a new uh, opportunity for uh, for being a part of the community in a special sort of way, uh, and so that ability to understand how your work can elevate the business as a whole uh, is super important. Um, and I'll hit two two last ones here. I think that are are worth discussing. The the last or second to last here is, is tactfully challenge the norm. Um, I like we that. We often we oftentimes get stuck uh, in in a repetition, and it's because well it worked and let's keep doing it. And what what I found coming. From uh, the Buccaneers to the Red Wings, is and to no fault of, of anyone, uh, the 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 Wings were in some cases stuck in the work that they were doing from a community relations perspective, and and while the work was good, um, the repetition created kind of this this culture and this understanding of well um it, it worked so like let's keep doing it mm-hmm. right and uh, and there wasn't a there wasn't a growth pattern that was established to understand where do you take it from here uh, where do you where do you go right how do you keep engaging in your community in a way that feels fresh and feels like you're a part of the of the the fabric of of the community within which you you sit right so, I, I oftentimes challenge uh, my team and, and, and folks around me to, to challenge the norm. And uh, the, the word tactful, I think, is really important here, right? There is a lot of ego in, in any industry you're in, right? There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of um, uh, individual feeling of, well, I created that, so, so I, I don't want to change it. Right. And I think the ability to be tactful, uh, in challenging the norm and understanding when the norm may not adjust, uh, is, is going to take you far, uh, because you're, you're, if you do it in the, in the appropriate way, you can be seen as a person who is, um, is thinking about the future mm-hmm. and, and, I would say on the flip side of that, if you are too abrasive and you are too aggressive in what you're trying to challenge, and you're not really listening to the other side of the story, um, unfortunately you can also be seen in a negative way. So there's a delicate balance, right? Mm -hmm. Brian to to understanding that, that tactful way of of challenging where you are now in order to get you to where you want to be in the future. And the, the last piece, and I think this of anything is the most important for us in sports, is to remember that you're in entertainment, right? We are an entertainment organization and, and athletes will, may not necessarily want to hear that, but uh, at, the, at the heart of it, we are here to entertain. We are here to bring together people. We're here to provide uh, experiences that are like no other. And that should be in the work that you do in community relations. So thinking in that lane, of, that school of thought, right. Of, of how do we entertain, right. Yeah. How do we, how do we bring what we're doing and, and the excitement of a sports brand and push that into impacting the community.
1: Uh, I love that. I want to circle back to the tactfully challenging the norm because I love that focus, and I love everything you just brought up. But like, especially that, I feel like now, especially like with the world that we're currently living in, that this is a time where you have to be really flexible. You have to be innovative. You have to be, you know, uh, pushing, pushing the limits or trying new things or not accepting that. Well, that's the way we've always done things. It sounds like you've always had that kind of an attitude, but has that even had to be ramped up a little bit in the now when like the way you've done things doesn't work right now, we have to look at things differently. We have to approach things with fresh eyes.
0: Yeah. Right now we're really thinking about where does our work sit in a virtual sense? Yeah, because so much of of what we do in community relations is is connecting on a personal one to one basis with our fans and with our community uh, between our players and the individuals who, who who love and adore them and and cheer for them every day. That one-to-one connection in a physical sense uh, isn't available right now uh, right. In, in the current landscape of, of what we're what we're dealing with, and so uh, we've been challenged as a as a group to understand what does the next year look like uh, in the way of of creating those similar touch points. But doing it in a virtual in a virtual setting, or or doing it in a way that is going to be safe and is going to be respectful and is going to be uh, hopefully just as impactful as as we've done it in the past, and um, you know we're we're hopeful that uh, that some of the learning that we're taking from everything we're we're thinking about now can be used from years in years to come and isn't just something that we do in one year because we kind of got to get through it. Um, But instead, what can we do now that can set us up for success two, three, four years down the road and, and potentially change the way that we've, we've been doing things for the last few years.
1: It's got to be tough. It's got to be somewhat difficult because I know, like, I was looking through your Hockey Town Cares community impact report that you guys published. And you're looking through these pictures and you're seeing the impact that the players' involvement in a lot of these events with younger generation kids, you know, walking through the halls of the Bring a Red Wings to School Day or, you know, the youth hockey. And, and there's so much of it in community relations, like you said, that is that. That one-on-one, those moments, those like moments that those kids will never forget, and those impacts that you're able to make by being there, and that it must be hard right now. Like, yes, you can be creative, you can get virtual, and you can set up new ways of doing things, but there's got to be a part of you that is somewhat frustrated with the fact that some of that personal part, that those touch points are are kind of being bypassed right now, as a, as a way of putting it.
0: Yeah, Brian, I... I I'll be as transparent as I can. This is tough. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is not easy to go from, uh, you know, essentially a, a group that, um, has the ability to, to create those one-to-one, um, changes and yeah. and those one-to-one interactions and, and to now have to potentially do it through a computer screen or, uh, through a cell phone, uh, is is hard, and and I I would say that it has been one of the most challenging pieces of, of my career so far in trying to understand how we replicate that same level that we're uh, we expect to come from our organization, and more importantly, our fans and and our community expects to come from our organization, and replicate replicate that in a way that. Um, that we know is going to continue to make that that same amount of impact, if not more, and uh, it, it's it's something that has has really made us take a step back and and look at at our our overall landscape of where we want to be and who we want to be uh, as an organization when it comes to creating the impact that that we know we can make on our community and uh, and try to understand how we do it. Given the given the circumstances that we're currently in,
1: yeah, I mean it's it's one of those situations where none of us could ever be prepared for this. Like my kids come to me all the time; and they're like, "Hey, so this is like kind of weird, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is. Like, we, I don't have any experience with this either. You know, like this is a trying time for all of us and and that's, that that ability to, like we said, be flexible and be innovative can be really beneficial. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you often go to other sports or other teams in minor leagues, and you look for inspiration in different areas. Are you also finding yourself maybe looking to other businesses and other industries and just to kind of learn how other people may be handling some of these issues and maybe handling best practices for the community relations industry, kind of across sports and every other industry to say, oh, there's a cool idea. That's something we might be able to implement.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The Internet is your friend, Uh, (laughs) especially during a time like this. It 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 has. uh, I'll say it like this. If you take the time and and really try to understand what's going on out there, it helps. Uh, and, And to your point, the comparisons are really helpful as well, because there are organizations that, that have been doing work online for years. And maybe for one reason or another, they weren't as popular in the past, but, but now the work that they're doing is extremely relevant and, and now could, could teach a lot of us yeah. how to get it done. So uh, I, I, I think about when you ask that question, there is a, an organization in the U.K., who is working with, I think it's Nike and they're doing online weekly uh, physical fitness programming through videos that are video modules online and and kids can log on. And and it's a really inter highly interactive setup. And so, you know, we look at that and go, well, a year ago, I wouldn't have really even thought about doing something like that. But now where we are, I'm looking at that and, and having my team look at, at areas like that to say, how do we, how do we potentially replicate or, or think about the good ideas that are in there and, and possibly bring them with a Red Wings twist to the Detroit market?
1: Yeah, you've got some extremely great athletes on your on your uh, in your organizational system. You should be able to get some people to do some fitness videos with you. No, I think that is a really cool idea, and it is it is breaking you out of your again normalcy or any kind of patterns you might fall into to say, "Hey, that's something we can try. That's something we can do." So, I'm curious too about um, you were the Bucks for 14 years, and then you jumped to the NHL, as we've already made clear and kind of talked about. Um, but how different is it like going from the NFL to the NHL? They are different organizations. You've got different audience. You've got different types of athletes. Um, there's a lot of overlap, but there are hockey fans that are also football fans and such. But they're also dealing with some different personas. Um, how, were there any aha moments for you early on as you transitioned from the NFL to the NHL? Or was it kind of, you know, business as usual?
0: It was interesting when I was going through the process of of making the decision of, of whether or not I, I wanted to, make the leap and, and go from the NFL to the NHL. I, I actually took a trip to Detroit on my own in the middle of the process uh, because I didn't want to be, um, uh, wined and dined is the wrong way to say it, but I, I didn't want to be picked up at the airport by the organization brought to the, the office to have our discussion and then taken back yeah. to the airport. Right. And so I, I, I went out on my own and said, all right, I'm going to jump on a flight, uh, come up to Detroit for it for a night and go to a game. I thought it was important to, to see a a Detroit Red Wings game at the time. We were still in Joe Lewis arena, uh, which by far was one of the most uh, exciting arenas. There, there were Uh, you know, it, it, it now pales in comparison to what we have with little Caesars arena, but uh, but Joe Lewis arena had that vibe of old school hockey. Yeah. And, uh, and it was different in, in so many ways. And, and from what I've experienced in the past in Tampa with the lightning where it, it felt like at the lightning games, it was a social experience. So you went, you were with your friends, it kind of, there was a, there was a game that was happening in the background yeah. to coming up to Detroit. And understanding that hockey in Hockey Town is a way of life. Uh, it's, it's a part of the culture here. And, and that was so different um, from, from what I had experienced in Tampa, even with the Buccaneers, where you had passionate fans, but, but the fans had so many other things that they could be doing, right? They could be at the beach. They could go boating. They could you know, just be hanging out outside. Yeah. Uh Versus in Detroit, sports in particular is so important to to the individuals here uh, and to families here, and so um, that that leap uh, became really clear to me as as a right decision um, when I was able to experience what it would be to be a part of that culture and and particularly to be a part of the Red Wings franchise, which has some of, if not the most passionate fans uh, in in any sport. Uh, You see it uh, year in and year out, whether we're, you know, whether we're in the playoffs or, or, you know, whether we're seeking to get back into the playoffs as we are now, there is a, there is just such a a generational um, uh, love for, for the the Red Wings here, and uh, and for hockey in general, uh, that that made it pretty clear that that this was a right decision for me.
1: Yeah, it's got to be intoxicating from the view of community relations too to know that your community already is so linked to the product and to the brand, to the organization, to the events. That you know, once you. Once you know that when you try to put on an event or you try to do something with the community that they're going to be there and they're going to show up like that's got to be kind of an intoxicating feeling for somebody in your role.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What is unique about this whole scenario, though, is that uh, in the city of Detroit, we don't have a lot of kids that play hockey. Okay. Uh, and that's due to the, the lack of the availability of ice rinks in the city. And and to be quite honest, uh, the lack of, of uh, a, a concerted effort to grow the sport in the city. And what we've done in the last uh, two years, and, and now the announcement came a few months ago, uh, we've committed between the Red Wings, the NHL and the NHL Players Association, a million dollars to grow the sport of hockey, not just in the traditional sense of on the ice, uh, but also off the ice through through street hockey and through eSports and mm-hmm. through uh, classroom settings in order to help engage what we hope will be the future generation of, of fans that come out of the city of Detroit. And and at the, the heart of it, it's really uh, – what has become very very um, conversational now uh, is is the concept of creating equitable access. And uh, what we found in the city is that kids just didn't have the access to the sport and so you kind of look at yourself and you go, well, no wonder that the kids don't they don't associate with hockey because they're the accessibility factor is not yeah. there. And so yeah. the programming that we're, we're bringing in through a, a platform called Learn, Play, Score uh, is, is breaking down that equity barrier uh, and is creating access points for kids that want to be a part of the sport uh, but may have not really known how to engage before or, uh, and this has been the exciting part, enlighten a community to to know that you can play hockey if you just have a pair of sneakers and a willingness to want to play. We'll make sure we get you a stick and a ball and we'll teach you the game. And playing street hockey is just as as important as playing ice hockey.
1: I love that you layered in the esports commentary there, too, because I know not to date myself, but when I was in college, our entire dorm played NHL 96 like it was the like a, a rite of passage. Like we had huge tournaments and everybody, everybody would know every player in the NHL because they played the games, you know, and that was a way for them to get the introduction to it. Like everybody wanted to be the Red Wings with Fedorov and Iserman and that team was incredible. So it's just funny to think of it like that's another way to get impact is through All the community events you're talking about, but almost that introduction through an esports almost kind of platform as well. Uh, With the Bucks and Red Wings, you've been a team spokesperson. You've managed, obviously, huge events. You've built partnerships in the community. You've handled huge budgets. We can go on and on and on. We all have parts of our job that we love, and we have parts of our job that are a little bit more of a struggle. What part of your job was it, like, harder for you to get into a comfort zone with what that maybe pushed you out of your area a little bit that made you had to focus on a little bit more to really master that art form
0: i would say that being the subject matter expert in the room has been something that uh has taken a little while for me to to acclimate to uh you, you know we're we're often um we know bits and pieces of our job right Yeah. And- you know, we know the part that we need to know. Uh, in the role that I'm in now, I have to know so much more uh, about not only what each individual person on my team is is doing, but but also what other franchises are doing in the market, what other businesses and organizations are doing in our market, but uh, as well as on a national or an international scale, and and really be able to answer the questions that, that come at me at, at sometimes a, a, a rapid pace. And, and so mm-hmm. uh, that, that shift of uh, knowing, kind of knowing your lane, right, to yeah. now knowing, having to know and be the, the subject matter expert uh, for the organization that's relied upon to, to give those, those answers that, that folks are looking for, Uh, That's been that's been an interesting adjustment uh, and something that uh, has taken a little bit of time for me to to feel comfortable with. And uh, and I would say that you'll probably hear that from a lot of folks who say, Mm -hmm. you know, once you get into uh, this role where you're you're now leading a team and you're you know, you're 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 being kind of tasked with uh, the ability to to guide the path within, within your space. Um, It it takes a little while to get used to.
1: Yeah, I agree. Going from being an individual contributor where I had certain things I had to do. And at the end of the day I had completed them or whatever that may be to then being, a manager who had to set strategy and do reviews and hire and fire and all those kind of things. That's a that's a big change. Uh, so let's talk about that part about hiring staff. You obviously have mentioned your team many times. You obviously have developed a group that you work well with. How do you do that? How do you what do you look for? How do you identify people? Because if you post a job, I'm sure you're getting a lot of applicants. How do you kind of frame your mind around what you're looking for and how somebody can stand out for the right reasons and catch your attention and become a Part of your team.
0: Well, we've hit on it earlier on. A big thing for me is a solid understanding of this world and and industry bests. Uh, we're not going to be the best at everything, and and we can't think you know, we we can never think we are, we are right. We always have to challenge ourselves to be better, uh, and so. Uh, a solid understanding of of that world uh, within which we're working in and 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 the industry as a whole uh, is really helpful. Uh, being engaging in a conversation is another thing that I really uh, look for in uh, in folks as we're we're looking to fill positions. And uh, I've been very lucky in my time here with the wings that i I haven't had to fill many positions, uh, which has been great. Um, and you know, engaging in a conversation and being being able to to read a room and understand kind of this is how I need to this is how I need to approach the way that we're going to be talking to each other, and that's very helpful. Um, yeah. And I would say, as a as a last kind of quality, is being down to earth. Uh, with a, with a really good sense of humor. Uh, we're oftentimes uh, in scenarios where uh, it's, it's tough. Um, and, uh, and, and when you're thinking about uh, what are we going to do next for the organization to make sure that we're connecting with the community uh, and, you know, how do we, uh, Understand that sometimes things aren't going to go our way Uh, and we may be really passionate about something, but for one reason or another, we're unable to get it accomplished because of of uh, reasons or or, uh, understandings that are outside of our of our our purview. And so um, the ability to kind of be down to earth. And, and I am 100% in the, the lane of like a solid sense of humor, uh, <laughs> will, uh, will get you far, at least in my world. Yeah. Um, because I've, I, I, oftentimes throw out a lot of jokes that don't land. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I tend to get, uh, I tend to get a snicker or a sneer from, uh, from a, 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 a teammate of, or, or two of mine, but, um, but just the ability to kind of break it up uh, yeah. again, it goes back to the the notion of we're in entertainment, right? We're here to have fun. Uh, we're here to, to, in particularly in community relations, we're here to, to make people smile, to make a positive impact on the community and to, to hopefully uh, create a ripple effect for a child uh, that, that may have otherwise felt like they, they didn't belong or, um, or they, they they didn't see the path and uh, an interaction with our, our franchise and with the Red Wings um, helped them see their next step or their, their next opportunity.
1: I love that. Uh, I read – because I am a dork and I do a lot of research before all these interviews, I did read your Hockey Town Carriers Community Impact Report, which was very well done. So whoever on your team put that together, nice job. Uh, Maybe it was you, and so kudos. It was great. Uh, I I read you had a lot of different metrics in there. You had a lot of different statistics as well, uh, that the team has dedicated over 42,000 hours in the community with over 50,000 youth impacted in 2018 and 2019. Those are obviously moments of pride. Do you guys ever take the time to enjoy your successes and to really look at that with some sense of awe and appreciation, or is it always on to the next thing because you always have something else on the calendar?
0: Yeah, it is tough in sports. You're, you're always on the go, I feel. And, uh, and, and truthfully, we don't take enough time to, to step back and, and, uh, and really look at the, uh, the, how deep the impact is that we're making, and you know, we, we look at a lot of numbers, and and that's great. But sometimes it is nice to take a step back, and and uh, and I appreciate you you pointing out the the impact report there. It's it is something that uh, we are all very proud of as a as a, an organization. Um, I I often say that my team is the best in the business, and uh, and I truthfully believe it. And it's, it's for things like that, where you can look and you can see the quality of the work that they're doing. Uh, And, and it's not just my team, but you know, the folks on the creative side who are putting these, these booklets together and the folks on the the video side who are putting together all the videos and recaps Uh, community relations is, is an interesting uh, or a unique component within an organization because it, it tends to touch and use the services of, uh, of a lot of pieces yeah. within the club. And so, um, you know, it takes a lot of people to put together what comes out of, you know, the, the, the brains of, of, of our team uh, in order to, to make it all work in the end. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're very, uh, we're very lucky to have a, an awesome team uh, that, that helps, take our, our ideas and, and what we're thinking and, and bring them into reality. Uh, and, and I would say on a personal level, um, I, I do try to take a step back here and there. Uh, and uh, one thing that I, I often think about is um, the responsibility that comes with a role like mine and the fact that there are, you know, less than 150 people or so, if you, you count one person per sports franchise for the top four yeah. um, that, that do what I do uh, and, and lead an effort for, for a, uh, a, a, club uh, to, um, to make a positive impact in their community. And, and that's some heavy stuff sometimes. I mean, you, it, sometimes I take a step back and I think to myself, there's a, there's a lot of pressure here uh, mm-hmm. because there are so many factors and people that are relying on you to uh, to to do it right, and and to make sure that uh, that what we end up doing uh, in the community is, is going to be positive, uh, not just for the the individuals that it impacts, but in many cases for uh, for our partners and for our organization as a whole, who are investing time and, and talent. To, to make it happen.
1: I was looking through the impact report with my, my kids last night, actually, because they were very entertained by it. They loved the visuals and all the different pictures. And my 13 year old daughter was like, Oh my gosh, look at that picture. And it was the girl walking down the hallway with Luke Witkowski on like bring a red wing to, to school day. And she was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. You know? And so you, you see it through their eyes and you see the impact that they even felt from thousands of miles away, not even being there for the event. And you just see that and it makes you feel something. And I think that's such a powerful moment. We'll finish off with this. Cause you've given me so much of your time already um, with that in mind. I'm sure you love all the different events. I'm sure there's so many things that are impactful to you on a personal level as well. But are there certain things that are your favorite each year that you really look forward to and that make a special impact in your mind as well?
0: That's a tough one. It's like asking you, which which kid do you like better? Right,
1: I have an answer. Uh, no, I'm kidding, I don't. <laughs>
0: uh, let's not say that with the kids around. No, exactly. Um, they're they but, uh, but no, I, you know, I, one of the things that I'm really proud of, and I, I hit on it earlier, is this new platform in the city of Detroit called Learn Play Score. Uh, it is something that has um, has taken our organization to the next level when it comes to creating a platform. And, uh, and then executing upon it in a way that is, uh, is intentional and is mindful of the individuals that we're reaching, uh, and uh, it is truly collaborative. Uh, we're working with the city of Detroit, Detroit Parks and Rec, the Boys and Girls Club. We're working with uh, the Detroit Public Schools Community District. There are so many partners in this mix not to mention, we're also engaging with with local universities, so Wayne State University, uh, the Mike Gillett School of Business, uh, University of Michigan, as well as Oakland University, to to understand uh, the impact that we're making. So so now, when you, we talked a little bit earlier about numbers and, and all of that, um, we're we're now starting to to quantify uh, all the effort and the time and the funding, uh, what is the impact, right? Yeah. Uh, because as, as uh, budgets continue to be looked at and, and understood as to where we should be, you know, where should, where should we be allocating our dollars and, and how should we be appropriately supporting the community? And, and more importantly, how do we commute, how do we uh, make the the biggest impact for the, the, the individuals uh, that are, are here in Detroit and, and in the Metro Detroit area, uh, w- we have to look at all of those things. So it's not just, here's a check-in, let's go. Uh, right. It's understanding with the Boys and Girls Club, for example, you know, what do the kids want, right? And, and it's working with Parks and Rec to say, well, how do we do this the right way? Uh, in sto- instead of just making up something and hoping that it lands. And, and so I would say that of anything that we're doing, uh, Learn, Play, Score, I'm the most passionate about right now because it is, it is truly going to be something that I think will set our franchise up for many years of success, not only when it comes to community impact, but also in helping us grow the game uh, and, and ideally, in the end, uh, creating that future fan for for our franchise for for many years to come
1: I have to say, Kevin, I am always drawn towards people in this industry that have a passion for what they do. And it comes across in the way they speak about their role and their team and their organization. And so this has been a great, great, great conversation for me personally, because I don't know, you can feel your passion come through and how much of an impact you're making. And I think that's something that's inspiring for everybody in our audience to listen to. So thank you so much for for coming on today and sharing so much of your story. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate uh, you having me on today. Thank you to Kevin for coming on the show. I love getting into the, the business of community relations because there's so much that goes into the roles. And like I said in the intro, it starts with heart, but it has to have skill associated with it. And Kevin really dove into all of those aspects of what it actually takes to run a community relations department, hold successful events, make a difference in the community. And I love that we're able to have that conversation and get into the depth of the roles like we did on today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love having you all in our audience. Please rate and subscribe and review you and say positive things and share it with friends because you are the people that help this show grow and as it grows i'm able to get great guests like kevin brown and all the other great guests we've had on this show so please continue to help out by doing all those things thank you for listening i will talk to all of you soon stay safe wear a mask and we'll catch up soon before you go do you want to hear some bloopers of course you do Yes, it starts with caring about the people and the causes. Uh, Start over. With no intentions to receive anything but joy and fulfillment. But even though the... uh, 3-2. Kevin Brown is the Director of Community Relations for the Detroit Red Wings and the Director of the Detroit Red Wings Foundation. Pleasure to have him as a guest. And I'm going to say that over again. Three, two. Kevin Brown is the Director of Community Relations for the Detroit Red Wings and the Director of the Detroit. <laughs> Three, two. <laughs> Kevin Brown is the Director. To... <sighs> Three, two. <laughs> Three, two. Kevin Brown is the Director of Community Relations for the Detroit Red Wings and the Director of the Detroit Red Wings Foundation. It is my pleasure to have him as our guest. Here we go. Let's dive into the world of community relations with Kevin Brown. Yes, finally. Jeez. (laughs)